Good morning, y'all. This is Dana from Financially Compliant Solutions coming to you live from our studios in Barrington in New Hampshire and uh, getting ready to uh, talk financially for college with y'all. Uh, this week, um, for those of you that are familiar with the financial aid world, uh, this week was Federal Student Aids Training Conference, and uh, normally we would be traveling to this conference. Uh, last year it was held in Reno. This year it would have been held in Atlanta. And uh, because of COVID, uh, they did a phenomenal job switching everything online. Granted, there were a few glitches, but we aren't going to focus on that because they did a great job. Uh, putting together a virtual conference for more than 15,000 uh, financial aid professionals to attend. Now, today is the last day um, of the training, and I will be attending a few sessions this afternoon, but I wanted to give y'all a little bit of a recap of some exciting um, updates that the federal student aid has provided to us. Um, one of the updates uh, is with regards to verification, which in my area of financial aid is uh, important because it helps uh, folks get through the audit process. We have to audit the files that the students um, submit and the process, it pretty much goes through the department system. So once the FAFSA is entered, for those of you that may not be familiar with the process, the FAFSA is submitted by the student um, and or parents if the parents are required to have their information on there. And um, when it goes through the system, there is um, a machine learning model that is implemented by the USDE um, to select the um, files for verification and usually the files that are being selected are those that um, are, fall under a risk um, scenario that is established in that system. Um, it used to be back when I started in financial aid 14 years ago there was 30 percent of the new files coming in for the new award year that would have began on July 1st being selected for this process and um, the information that is reviewed is the tax information, the number of family members, the number that of family members that would be attending college for the award year and also um, any other untaxed income. That is typically what is um, needing to be reviewed during verification. Um, back in, I believe it was 2012, they implemented um, what they called verification flags. Um, we here as the college, financial aid college professionals know it as V1, V2, V3, V4, V5, and V6. Um, through the years though, um, they have eliminated V2, V3, and V6, and now um, it's just uh, V1, V4, and V5. Now, if the file is selected for either V1 or V5, it's a combination of what I just described with regards to reviewing the tax information that's entered, income earned from work, other untaxed information, number of family members, and the number that are attending, uh, number of family members that would be attending college during that award year. Um, V4 and V5 also have the additional 
um, where you have to confirm high school completion status, the student would. And also you need to complete an identity and statement of educational purpose. Uh, so once those that information is collected, it goes into the internal file at the school. And then every year as part of the Title IV compliance, uh, or Title IV, yeah, as part of the Title IV compliance for um, the uh, certification, if you will, for the school being in the Title IV program is what I'm trying to say, um, the, there is an annual audit. And uh, so the auditors select files and um, they review those files to make sure that the verification was completed accurately. If for some reason it was not completed accurately, then that is what they call a finding. And if the finding cannot be resolved, then that results in a return of all Title IV aid on the file. And then the student would have to be contacted and given that information. And then uh, payment arrangements would be need to be made to the institution to make up for the loss of the financial aid that um, had to be returned to the department. So that's a little bit about that process. Um, the good news is for financial aid professionals that the actual process is not changing. Um, the other good news is, is that um, the department is also reducing the number of files. So instead of being 30%, it's actually gone down to 22% um, as of October 1st of 2018. So around 22% of filers were chosen um, for that award year. And then there was approximately 900,000 fewer FAFSA filers for 2019-2020 compared to 2018-2019 that were selected for verification. This year, the data um, was used from both 2018, 2019, and 2019 and 2020 award years um, to conduct the cost benefit analysis. And the analysis was used to inform federal student aid what the verification rate should be for the up and coming year. And the analysis indicated that the cost of doing verification exceed the benefits when we verify more than 18% of FAFSA filers. So as of October 1st, 2020, we are verifying 18% of FAFSA filers, which is 4% less than last year. So the 2020-2021 award year um, we are going to be verifying another 450,000 fewer files um, for those FAFSA filers. Um, and again, um, this is good news, um, not only for the student, the parents, but also great news for the financial aid advisors and professionals that are working in those offices because of the fact that um, there's a lot going on and uh, this will eliminate the need um, for the additional work, if you will. Um, it also, um, yesterday I attended a session and I'll be honest with you, um, I've been collaborating this week with um, a great gal. Her name is Teresa Harris. Um, she's a, AKA Scholarship Mama. Um, and she and I teamed up, uh, we met on LinkedIn and um, we decided to put our resources together and we have been hosting uh, 
financial aid wrap-ups each evening um, on our live Instagram, uh, going live on Instagram, our Instagram pages. And so um, she needed to attend one of the um, course uh, classes yesterday that was offered, and it was regarding the um, student aid, my student aid mobile app. And um, it was, it's a great um, resource now, tool that students can utilize where they literally put the app on their phone and they can enter the app, they can fill out the FAFSA, they can see where, um, how much they owe currently in student aid if they have been a student for more than one year. They can um, access repayment, they can do all, everything that you normally would have to go to several websites where it's been condensed down into this um, mobile app. So uh, it's something that we are encouraging all students to um, utilize and also financial aid professionals to let their students know about um, so that we can make sure that our students are in the know and empower them with um, affording and paying for their college education. Now, the session that I ended up attending is actually um, just basically getting off the ground. And it's very exciting. Um, I was in with a group of financial aid um, professionals and as well as federal student aid um, individuals that have actually helped build this program. And they're looking for participants to help them get the word out. And so it's called Student Financial Empowerment. And what we're gonna be doing is, is we're gonna be getting the word out um, to students that are in the ninth grade. And we're starting there because as you know, when you're in high school, at least I know from my high school experience, and I know I'm going in the way back machine because it's been 30 something years, um, but when I was in high school, um, if you weren't going to a four-year college, uh, there were really no options given to you um, as far as a, a additional careers. So it was something that um, I wasn't aware of and I was a little lost once I graduated because uh, to be honest with you, um, I did get accepted to uh, a school, but we couldn't afford it. My family couldn't afford it. And uh, so I made the determination that um, I wasn't going to go to college for a little while. And then, you know, as things progressed, I ended up um, finding a business school and uh, putting myself through that, um, entering that college, going through that school. And I started in the accounting program and uh, things just didn't work out with accounting. And uh, so I found an interest in, in the law. And there was a paralegal degree at the time that they offered. And so I switched programs and went into that. And that's how I was able to um, get my degree. And uh, then it took me 10 years to pay for the degree. But um, I was it, it was something that, um, again, I just kind of fumbled through. So what the federal student aid um, is trying to do is, is they're trying to um, help students who are in their freshman year decide what through their interests what potentially could be a career path for them and then from there there is a test that you can take and it's on onet.org 
And um, if you go there, you're able to take this test and it's all about, you know, what your interests are, you know, what your passions are. And then it kind of whittles down um, what might be a good couple of careers for you. And then in turn, there's also what they call a college scorecard. So once you figure out, you know, what your interest is and what you're really excited about, let's say, just going to throw it out there, maybe you're interested in cosmetology then you can go ahead and look for cosmetology schools in your area. Then you can go to the college scorecard and you can also see how much each, each school that you enter will um, charge um, for the education. And then also um, kind of work your way through to see how much it's gonna cost, what you would be eligible in financial aid to receive, and then what you may have, you're gonna have to come up with out of pocket, which also helps you to um, manage and budget. Okay. So, um, I'm very excited to be part of this group. Um, again, I hadn't intended to, um, go to this course, but, uh, now I am so happy I did. And, um, both Teresa and I are going to be working together, um, to get the word out on this. So be, um, looking for that. I'll be talking about it a lot, um, in the coming, uh, weeks and months on this podcast and also I'm going to um, be going live with uh, videos um, on my YouTube channel and um, so we're going to be collaborating together Teresa and I and I just um, am really looking forward to 2021 and um, what we what we've got in store so that is a little bit of an overview um, there's a lot of regulation um, information that the department is um, providing to us. And I'll be quite frank, I have not been able to digest everything. So um, I'm going to be going through um, the downloads and also re listening to the recording sessions so that I get a little bit of better of a handle to be able to share with y'all and um, whittle it down so that um, I'm not trying to give you all the information like we've been given all this week. Um, which is quite a bit. So I don't want to overwhelm everyone. And um, there was one day this week that I just, I tried to attend way too many sessions and I was on overload. So uh, just uh, sharing that information with you. Um, other than that, I hope everyone um, had a great Thanksgiving. Um, it was a quiet one for my husband and I. We decided to embrace uh, what the CDC is suggesting and so we did a virtual holiday this year with uh, my family and um it was it was fun it was everybody's talking at the same time on on the zoom call so that was that was interesting but it was fun so um like everyone you know this holiday season is going to be a bit different for us but if we can just hang in there a little bit longer um, as we know, the vaccines are um, being made and uh, going to be distributed as quickly as possible. And then, um, you know, things will be looking up for us, hopefully, um, in the next coming months. So um, I think that is pretty much it. And uh, for those of you that are joining me, I greatly appreciate it. If you have any questions feel free to send them in the chat or you can actually call in if you feel like you want to talk on the air with me um if not this week always the invitations there for anybody that would like to join in um and uh if you need to get a hold of me and you want to just send me an email um you can reach me at d anderson at das financial aid consulting services.com 
Uh, you can get a hold of me on my LinkedIn page under Dana Anderson. Uh, and you can also um, catch me on Instagram at DASFA1215. That's my Instagram page. I am also on Twitter under Financially Compliant Solutions at DASFENAID. And you can also see me on Facebook um, under Dana Anderson Sharples, or you can also go to DAS Financial Aid Consulting Services um, to that page there and get all kinds of information um, I'm posting on a regular basis. So again, thank you for joining me. And um, I look forward to chatting again with you about financial aid for college next week. So take care.